Good, Kanji. How you doing? Good. Here we go with 005 Inspired Podcast. You ready to rock? Ready to go. All right, let's do it. So in this episode, what we're going to be talking about is the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's me, my friend. Don't do that. So we'll talk about um, all the the things. Well, not all the things, but we'll talk about a couple of the things that are coming up as far as like what uh, people are finding intriguing about uh, artificial intelligence and what people are finding as intimidating uh, and what people are saying is dangerous. So um, I think in this episode, what we'll be talking about primarily is like the education space and the effects that that uh, artificial intelligence has currently on the educational space as far as what we're seeing and the good things that are available uh, to be utilizing it. How's that sound? Yeah, that's good. Good topics. All right, let's talk about it. So I want to jump into a scenario that happened to me at Whole Foods the other day, just randomly waiting at the deli counter. And this lady was having a conversation with one of the workers, looked in my cart for whatever reason, and then just looked at me and says, young people just don't understand how dangerous artificial intelligence is. And I, I don't know what it was so about. Random. It was so random. It was so random. I just smiled and said, can I get the turkey, please? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's the, it, I think it was just a microcosm or it was a subset of the population right now that um, we're into this brave new world about how we're going to utilize this brand new technology that is really going to change everybody's lives right like this is the 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 new internet per se uh, about how yes. how it's going to enter and affect the workflows of our personal and professional lives um and and before we get into that you know the the education piece is one of the big things that I think you and I are really focused in on, like we, we're putting together an academy, right? For yes. the kids. So we're focused in specifically on that side. So when we can talk about is artificial intelligence dangerous? So um, let's talk about the bad first. Like what do you think would be some of the ramifications that we would we would have to suffer from the utilization of this technology? I think for students in, in education, definitely... Plagiarism is, is a problem. I think it's already a problem. I think it, it, this is going to make it worse, uh, potentially. Uh, definitely laziness. I think typing in a few words and getting out a whole assignment, uh, it could make people really lazy. And um, and then also, if they can get something done in, in five minutes, you know, people are already procrastinating and they'll wait till the night before and then work on a paper. This could also make people procrastinate even more so i think yeah. those are some of the big issues with you know not using technology correctly yeah and this technology absolutely and, and we've typically we've seen this with our kids in the academy right like the, the one of the questions came up and says hey can i use this for my homework assignment <laughs> my dad and i know we've talked about this already but i think it's worth double clicking on because the working the system i think and hacking per se right is going to be one of those things that they they as in students students find intriguing i think it's a draw for them to be able to uh work the system right yeah so, everyone always wants to work the system and do the least amount possible um so this is definitely gonna 
going to 10x that and make it worse. If so if you already are uh, prone to any of these things, it, it could make it worse. Um, I also think, I think one of the biggest things is, and, and we were working on this to identify the type of learner that the kids are. And depending on the type of learner that you are, if you're not actually doing the work, if you're just typing in a prompt or a few words and, and chat GPT magically comes up with it, whether it's good or bad, you know, even if it is really good, the problem is you are not doing the work at all. So you might not learn it, you might not learn anything. So you might yeah. get great marks. You might submit amazing work and amazing papers, but you're not actually going to learn the subject. So that, I think that's definitely one of the, one of the, uh, probably the worst things that could come out of all this is that you might not learn what you need right. to learn. Totally. It, it's a lack of education. That's like the worst thing that could happen in the educational system is the lack of education. And so that's kind of the opportunity that we're working with. And that's what I'm excited about is that we get to interface with our kids and teach them the 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 ramifications or the bad sides of any technology that if it's utilized in the wrong way, can really harm them personally and down the line professionally. But we're there to put those guardrails in. So we're, the, we're there to answer those questions when one of our kids says, can I use this for my homework? No, but not just no, this is why, right? Well, definitely. And I think it's it's good that we're teaching them this because if they know what's what the good and the bad is, at least they're aware of it. And, and they're not just blindly using the technology, which I think is a problem is, education, I feel, or I think we both feel is just so scared of this and worried that it's not a good thing, not a good tool, that they're not going to address it at all, or very little. And if if kids don't learn about it, you know, whether they're middle school kids or they're university kids, I, I think if they're not taught about not taught how to use it, and what's good about it, and what's bad about it, and just blindly use it, blindly use it, that that's probably one of the worst things that can happen is because they just aren't going to know. I don't know. Well, I don't want to make that a generalization or a generalized statement, right? Like uh, not all schools. I think some schools are going to take this as an opportunity to say, look, yes, absolutely. Like, this is going to change the landscape of education, but how can we make it so that it changes in the better? So I think one of the things that I was thinking of is like, if they, if the students do utilize this for papers that are supposed to illustrate the education that they absorbed through written word, it's going to be now an additional subset to that. I think if they utilize this and say they have to debate one side or the other of the paper that they submitted. So not only are you getting them exposure to the education, but you're also giving them additional skill sets like working with how do you articulate your arguments, right? And, and really double clicking on that educational pieces so that those that information sinks in double time. Yeah, definitely. And I'm not trying to generalize that, you know, all, every institution is going to think it's a bad thing. I know I've definitely, I definitely read that, I mean, a lot of schools and uh, especially higher education is is trying to figure out how to use it. And, and I already, uh, I've already acknowledged that kids are going to use it no matter what, and there's no way to stop it. So some of the uh, ideas that are coming out is, you know, ChatGPT is already going to create, you know, if we give them an assignment to create, uh, to write a paper, they already know ChatGPT is going to be used. So the um, the idea is try to incorporate something. So even if you're writing something about Shakespeare, the idea is to add in that they have to relate something in their life today and mm -hmm. how it relates to that subject. So that way, you know, ChatGPT can't build that into it. Um, 
I feel that it can with the AI personas and the work that we're doing. You can actually create it to do that, but uh, it's a different <laughs> subject. But but that's part of the, the discussion that's going on right now is how do we how do we acknowledge students are going to use it, use ChatGPT and tools like that, and make sure that they're actually learning and that they're they're actually inputting information into it, not just a prompt to write a paper about Shakespeare. Absolutely. And this is an exciting time for the teachers in the educational system as well. Like they get to get that that passionate curiosity as well. It's not just the students. And that's what we're trying to give our kids right now in the Kids Academy is that that internal barometer. Are you feeling that that passionate curiosity that's driving you to iterate on your questions and engage with the system to see additional information that you can get and it'll give you stuff that you didn't even think about right and it'll send you in a new direction and just open your mind and it, it's got that possibility and i know we talked about this in the last podcast but that's really what drove uh, me personally to have this conversation with you to build out this academy for the kids so it is it's about that internal barometer right yeah, now that we're in it and we're doing it with the kids, you know, we uh, every lesson, every module that we do, we're always amazed at the results and what happens and how the kids interact with the lesson plan that we're we're doing and and watching the reaction when they see some of the really cool things that come out of their prompts and, and when they do it correctly. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's really interesting. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to know like where they're the same worries when the internet first started to be a big thing because all of a sudden so many people had access to information that they didn't have before and then the internet was brand new right like when when we were back in college like we didn't have email we had pine it was it was uh the internet was just brand new and then it launched uh and it became an <laughs> integral part of our lives yeah like even like google maps having google maps when i was in high school or college oh that would god. have been amazing oh my god i'm so and actually i was thinking about that too bringing up, you know, things like Google Maps and Siri and Alexa and, and, you know, Google, um, that, that, that's AI based technology. It's the same idea as chat GPT. And it's the stuff that we've all been interacting with for years, just on a different level than chat GPT. So just take a look at the change that those devices have made and that technology, like Siri, like how often you use Siri and how often, you know, or how you like, um, the predictions or the recommendations that Netflix gives you. That's all the same technology. Just imagine if that wasn't around anymore, how that would change. So it's not, you know, life-changing differences, but it's just something that we've all been are used to now and, and love using. So I think that's ChatGPT and the tools that are like that that are coming out. I think that's just going to, it's going to go into every aspect of our life and it's going to have huge changes. That's a really good Hopefully. point. I was I was talking to I was talking to an engineering candidate uh, just today, actually, and um, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you bring up a good point because I was like, "Hey, how would you utilize artificial intelligence to streamline your engineering team?" And one of the things that he said was like, "Look, we've we've had these tools already. We utilize tools that that kind of test out the coding and um, in the in the landscape to make our jobs easier." Uh, and they they send you in the right direction. They'll they'll propose coding already. So yes, a hundred percent. You're correct. It's been out there. I think it, right now it's the adoption by the masses that's now causing the hysteria, for lack of a better term, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, about the utilization of artificial intelligence. So 
but let's talk about a little bit more about the good things, right? So the genuine inspired curiosity, we, we hammer on that a lot and I'll continue to hammer on that because it's the primary point why I want to make sure that our kids are be able to use this to be inspired, uh, the access to information. And, and it, it really does open up opportunities. It gives a deeper dive on those subjects. So something that we wouldn't have even thought of or even thought to look at, uh, it, it, would, it would provide those, those suggestions, right? Yeah, it just opens up so much information that that you i mean i guess you'd have access to it you know you can google things but i think one of the problems with google is you ask a question you get uh, pages and pages and pages of information and over time that information it's not always specific in what you want with chat gpt and and um, tools like that you can ask a question and you can get specific responses and you kind of filter out all that clutter all the advertisements all the other information that's not really relevant and the response that you get is super detailed. You can get a lot of information with one, one question. So I think it opens up you know, the world of information that it would be difficult to access before, you know, prior to this. Absolutely. And it delivers it in an accessible way. And I think we talked about this again in our last podcast podcast about this being the great equalizer. And, you know, this can work as a tutor. It can give um information in such a way that's individualized uh, uh, or an individualized learning, personalized learning system for anybody that has access to GPT, right? Yeah, I think a good comparison too is mobile phones and computer technology today. You basically, everybody's walking around with a supercomputer, a more powerful supercomputer than that was available years ago in their pocket. And I think this is a equivalent of uh, just knowledge. You're walking around now with on your phone, you can get it. There's the chat GPT app on iPhone now. So you're walking around with not just one library, but like all the libraries in the world kind of in your pocket to yeah. get an answer and information, detailed information on anything that you want. Yeah. Up to 2021 until you add in the web plugin, right? Yeah, that's out there. You can get, yeah, you can get real-time information now, especially with the, um, with Microsoft and, and Google is it's out there. So you can get real-time information up to, up to today. Yep. Microsoft and Bing, right? Yep. So uh, the other thing that, that we can talk about is just kind of the availability. So this is one of those things that um, not just access to everybody to have these personalized learning systems or these tutors, but you know, it's, it's available 24 seven up into the point where you hit your max tokens and and uh, <laughs> kind of have to step away from it and take a breather, which I find actually super, super helpful. Well, I just got, it's not on our agenda. I just read today the roadmap that OpenAI, OpenAI um, has released and they're working on that. So they're gonna work on the speed and the token size part of it. Part of the limit now is technology, but a big part of it is just the um, the computer chips that are needed to power everything, it, they're just not available like everything right now. And, you know, kind of pre and post COVID where just nothing is available and mm -hmm. it is available. It takes a long time to get, it's the same thing with the chips. Um, so they are working on it. They know it's a problem and it, it's going to expand. So it'll be yeah. neat to see that. So, and it's also like open, open AI and chat GPT is going to have more history, which is going to be really helpful. So let's talk about what Greg put in the newsletter the other week, because I think it's super relevant to what we're discussing today about education. And in his uh, comment, I, he puts in quotes, the AI is often wrong and you need to verify everything you get back. So focus on the problems that are hard to do, but easy to check. 
And now, Alex, I know you and I have maybe differing opinions on this, but for me, I think it lends itself to um, what we talked about earlier about being an expert in the field and knowing how to utilize this in support of the things that you do as a professional or as a professional student or as a student of life, whichever you're trying to do, you really need to to validate this, but utilizing your own expertise, you know, as the guardrail, at least when you're first starting to utilize this. Yeah, I think that AI and tools like ChatGPT are definitely helpful if you more helpful if you know what you're you're asking about because you can it's easier to fact check. Definitely agree with you've got to verify everything. So if you if you prompt something and get a response and whatever facts are, are listed in there, definitely have to check them, even if it's a, a minor thing, just to make sure that it's correct. So I think you have to do that. Um I, I don't necessarily agree that. And this is coming from an article that Greg was referencing. I don't necessarily agree that you know ChatGPT um, should just be used for things that are difficult or problems that are hard but easy to check. Um, I don't think that. I don't agree with that. I think it's a great tool to use for any situation, uh, not just things that are easy to check. You just have to be aware that the information, the facts that are quoted, aren't always right, and you need to check them. Right. And, and we've talked about that. We've talked about hallucinations. And this kind of parlays into that point about like it'll lead you in the right direction. And hopefully it'll inspire that that curiosity again, where it, it opens up different avenues of uh, a deeper dive on the subjects that we, we talked about. Right. And so that you can like, oh, my goodness, I didn't even know that and start reading up about additional facets that are relative to the subject that you're trying to to articulate in whatever fashion that is, whether that be uh, a newsletter that you're putting out for a company or a subject or a, uh, a paper that you're putting together for class. Yeah, definitely. That it's a good rule of thumb to follow for everything you're going to use it for, everything yep. you use AI for. Totally, totally. And, you know, and then kind of parlaying it back into um, what we were talking about for the the goodness of the education, you know, it, it'll work as a homework or a study aid, uh, language learning, I, I believe, are all languages available now in there? I, I Maybe not all of them, but I mean, there's a lot, it'll translate, it's a great translator, it'll translate into you know all the main i think most of the main languages i don't know if they're all there um and i've been on um i've watched conversations where people have used it for translation and and the results are pretty good they're not always they don't always use maybe common phrases or common terms but um like chat gpt will come up with a, a pretty good base yeah that's awesome. And this next point, the safe learning environment, like when you first say this, I was like, I don't really get it. But then you continued about, you know, you're in this, this non-judgmental space. I was like, oh man, again, we're, we're looking at personalizing the education. Like talk to me a little bit about that. Like, what does this mean? The safe learning environment? Yeah. When I was reading about that, I, I, again, I didn't think it was, I was, what do you mean by safe learning environment? But um, looking into it a little bit more, just being non-judgmental, being a safe area where sometimes in class, children might be might have a fear of asking a question because they don't know what they're talking about, or they might fear the response from their peers. There's just no pressure. You can ask anything and, and get a response back. So it's you don't have to worry about not knowing, even if it's something that you've been learning in class for mm. weeks and you just don't understand it, don't get it. You don't have to fear any 
any peer pressure or any responses from your your peers, you can just ask the question, get the re, get the response, and then dig deeper. Maybe more, you could dig deeper than you would be able to in a classroom setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then give them the confidence to articulate their learning. Give them the confidence to be able to maybe next time raise their hands. So I love that this safe learning environment is included in there. I think that's um, definitely uh, the point that that I think we should stop on. I think. It, it, the, the good outweighs the bad as far as education, at least in my eyes. And if it didn't, we wouldn't be doing this for our kids, but it's a good discussion to have. And I think it's a good discussion that we keep and continue to have because with any new technology, and this is the, the newest and the shiniest right now, even though we just talked about how it's been here in different uh, forms for, for many, many years, um, it, it is the conversation that we need to have with not only ourselves between you and I, um, as we educate the kids, but with the kids and with our communities. Yeah, talking about it is, is I think the best practice. Talk about it, uh, learn about it, learn what's good and what's bad. And as long as you're aware, I think I said it before, as long as you're aware of the bad, um, you can navigate that and, and then get the most out of the tool. Yep. Well, looking forward to climbing this hill together with you, brother. This will be fun. I am too. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Safe travels.